As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome back to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And today, I am joined by Derek Duvall of The Derek Duvall Show. Welcome. Hey, hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. How about yourself? Great. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely. Why don't you take a minute and tell everyone about what your show's about? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, The Derek Duvall Show is a talk show where we bring in guests that have done extraordinary things with their lives uh people who do extraordinary good deeds on this earth uh, people who have touched uh, left an indelible mark on the past basically a show of positivity we like people to come on on and have a good hour of their time well spent all right for today's episode we are going back to 1975 this is a film that created the summer blockbuster i of course i'm talking about steven spielberg's jaws There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him Jaws. <laughs> this is Universal's extraordinary motion picture version of Peter Benchley's best-selling novel, Jaws. I just found out that a girl got killed here last week. And you knew it. You knew there was a shark out there. You knew it was dangerous. But you let people go swimming anyway. dealing with here is a perfect engine uh an eating machine we're not only going to have to close the beach we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark bad fish but i'll catch him and kill him did you hear your father out of the water now this shark swallow you whole you're going to need a bigger boat that's a 20 footer 25 three tons of them He's coming straight for us. Don't screw it up now. Don't wait for me. Now! Shoot! Watch the tail! 
fantasies of evil and compare with the reality of Jaws. Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, Jaws. See it before you go swimming. So, Derek, when did you first see Jaws? I saw Jaws for the first time in 1983, I believe. Uh, my father had it on VHS, and uh, we watched it, I believe, half. I was very young. Uh, it left an indelible mark. I remember um, I probably cried, wouldn't go in the bathtub like I was probably supposed to as a little boy. But uh, yeah, I, I saw Jaws when I was very young. And uh, I think the best part for me was I didn't really truly appreciate it until I was already in my mid-teens. It was one of those movies that I kind of put away. And then as I got older, I started, you know, looking back at classics and seeing, um, you know, uh, Godfather and Taxi Driver, things like that, and looked at them with a little more mature eyes on them. And I found Jaws to be just an hour and 45 minutes of just pure delight. Uh, there's not, I can't find one single flaw in the entire film. All right, so you'd say probably around your teens, that's when it started becoming your favorite movie. Then it sounds like yeah, I think I think probably in my early twenties it was solidified as number one on my list. Yeah. Okay, so in case anyone hasn't seen Jaws, why don't you give a brief synopsis of what this film is about? Um, All right, Um, set the scene for July Fourth weekend at a seaside resort called Amity Island. Uh, A significantly large fish decides to chomp down on some people who are dumb enough to go in the ocean. And the police chief, who is reluctantly thrust into the uh, role of savior for the town by enlisting a oceanographer and also a, a World War II PTSD-scarred uh, fish hunter uh, by the name of Quint. And together they set out on their boat to conquer the large fish. And uh, the result is probably one of the greatest films, if not the greatest film ever put to film. So I don't go full into detail on these movies with this because this is more of just an introduction to the movies, but Mm -hmm. we do touch on other stuff. So let's talk a little bit about the sequels. Now I'm going to, I'm going to be upfront. I might have seen part two. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I have not seen part three. Yeah. And on the old show I did, we watched Jaws the Revenge. (laughs) Yeah. For bad movie month. And yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Jaws 2 is actually a lot better than people give it credit for. Um, Obviously, it wasn't uh, touched by Spielberg in any way, shape or form. Obviously, you know, Roy Scheider was under contract with Universal. Uh, He had to do the film. Uh, You could tell he totally phones it in. But for Roy Scheider, if anybody knows him or any of his other work, he is quite an indelible actor. And he pulls it off. And of course, then they bring in the mayor who by logic should not have been the mayor in jaws 2 after after the acts of jaws 1 um and then of course you know you don't have richard dreyfus you don't have obviously you don't have robert shaw no you can't have robert shaw you can't have robert shaw but you've got lorraine gary as you know ellen brody you've got um you know the deputy he came back and then of course you got the shark and the shark is a little bit more you know you could you see a lot more of it in this movie than you did the first shark in jaws because obviously they figured out the ins and outs of making the damn thing work. And, you know, some of the, some of the deaths in the movie are quite gruesome. Uh, there's one in particular, this girl who saved police uh, chief Brody's son, and she just gets crunched, 
on the surface uh, in front of that little boy who's going to be like, holy shit. And then, <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> who in, ends up in Jaws 4 ends up getting killed anyway. So it was called for nothing anyway. Jaws 2. Yeah, and of course, the ending where the shark gets electrocuted is pretty badass. Um, also, the fact that John Williams came back and scored the film. Not many people know that. Jaws 3 is absolutely garbage. Um, <laughs> the only part of the movie is any good. And I have to admit, probably is one of the scariest movie deaths I've ever seen was this really cocky bastard who was like, I'm going to kill the shark and put it on film and all this. He gets swallowed and crunched in the gums and the back throat of the shark. And you see the whole thing from his perspective. And it's horrible. It's nightmare fuel. There's some shit you just can't unsee. Uh, It's really, really bad. And then, of course, there's Jaws the Revenge, which I still want to know. Who has got dirt on Michael Caine to make him do that movie? I, I don't know if anybody's seen it though. Uh, someone on YouTube, a couple, if that may have been last year actually, reshot the film and it added a real shark uh, into the scene where um, Mike Brody is being chased by the shark in the ship. You know that okay. scene I'm talking about? Yep. You, you, yep. you thought it was bad? And they put a real shark in there. And it was, I was like, holy shit, this would have made the film like infinitely better. It still it still sucks, right. but that scene added a little more tension. And you're like, wow, a real shark actually looks a hell of a lot more threatening than this one. I, I challenge you to, to find it on YouTube and seek it out. It, it's really, really good. Now, I will yeah. go back to the Michael Caine part. We actually yeah. talked about it on the old show. He He's quoted as saying, I've never seen Jaws the Revenge, but I've seen the house that it paid for, and it's magnificent, or basically something like that. You Maybe know, not verbatim. So, Do you know the flip side of that coin is? What's that? He actually missed his best actor Academy Award um, um, nomination and a win. To we talked movie. about that too. He skipped yep. it because he would he wanted to go on vacation to the Caribbean because they were filming in the yep. Caribbean. Yep. He he didn't care enough to get it. What was it? Hannah and her sisters, I think. Yeah, I believe it was. Yes, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as Jaws three, I have one reason I want to see it. I went yeah. to Sea World and did a behind the scenes tour, and they were like, mm. "This is the place where they filmed." one of the scenes with Dennis Quaid running and jumping in a tank or something. So I'm going to watch it just for that. Cause I was like, well, at least I've been in that area. That movie is also the reason SeaWorld won't let them film any more movies there. <laughs> they told us that. I have, um, and I've been very fortunate, very blessed. Um, I have an actual dedicated home theater. I have the 120 inch screen projector, the whole works Atmos, nice. the works. I actually have Jaws 3, much to my chagrin, but I have it purely for the reason is that one of the special features on the Blu-ray is Jaws 3D. And it has the original 3D graphics, but you can you put your theater glasses on and you can watch it as you saw it in 1984, Jaws, Jaws 3D. And it's cheesy as shit. Right, but it it's one of those things like it, it takes you back to your uh, childhood a little bit with the you know the Kellogg's box had the the blue and the red glasses right. that yeah. you pulled off the thing and you put on, and uh, it takes you it, it just it, it takes you back to a simpler time I think. It's, okay. it's, it's pure nostalgia fuel. That's all it is. Yeah. So for me, didn't growing up with that, I would not have that feeling with it. So I don't know if I would yeah. enjoy it or not. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I, like I said, Louis Gossett Jr. is probably the only thing in that movie that's actually worth anything. Like, and I really, it's one of those things too. You you watch it, and I actually, I think I revisited it like two or three years ago. And I was like, what the hell happened to Louis Gossett Jr.? 
he was a, he was a he was a product of his time, man. He was a great leading man. Yeah. Iron, Iron Eagle for the win. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And I think even in a small part, I like him in a movie called Toy Soldiers. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. how did I forget that one? Damn. Yeah, yeah. That and uh, Officer and a Gentleman. So there you go. Yeah, he's done some good stuff. He's definitely yeah. like you said, product of the time, the 80s, early 90s. All right, so now we're gonna go into that dreaded territory people don't like to talk about. Mm. You have to remake Jaws. <laughs> I know it. I know it. But you see, you- don't remake anything. Do you know there's an actual um, contract in place at Universal that they cannot remake Jaws until Spielberg dies? Wow. Do you not know? Do you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, is it an actual thing that he they cannot remake that or uh, the original Jurassic Park until uh, Spielberg dies? Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully he keeps <laughs> on going for a while. Then. We don't have to worry about it. But it's one of those things. I mean, it's like you don't remake The Godfather. You don't remake The Sound of Music. You know, and for reasons that the movie's boring as hell anyway you won't remake citizen kane but jaws i mean you know i've seen different shark movies i mean you know obviously sharks make great protagonists sorry uh antagonists i apologize they make great antagonists and you know everybody's like you get in the water and you're like holy shit is there a shark around me you know things like that i mean unless you're unless you're a professional diver you know what you're doing you know there's always that element that you might end up in the you know in the in the bowels of a shark so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can remake Jaws, I guess, one day, but it won't ever touch the masterpiece that was the original, especially the, the phenomenon of the summer blockbuster being born that summer. Right. Yeah, exactly. You'll never match that. I agree. But if you want to recast the movie, if, I was to, if it was to be up to me, uh, the only person I could ever see playing Quint would be Sam Elliott. Oh, uh, I like that. I, uh, Richard, the, the role of Hooper, yeah. uh, I've thought about it, but probably be Paul Rudd. Okay. And the role of, of actual, the role of Chief Brody. And I actually said this to a friend of mine the other day, and he said I was out of my freaking mind. <laughs> I, I, I totally, I totally could see Robert, uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing that role. And the reason being is not the Tony Stark, take Tony Stark out of the equation. Okay. But, Robert Downey Jr. just for he looks like the guy who just like doesn't want to be bothered to do anything you know it's like that's true (laughs) that's why I kind of think like Chief Brody was totally content being this guy who no crime no you know nothing ever happened in this town to suddenly being thrust into this crisis that he had no preparation for whatsoever and I could totally see Robert Downey Jr. being that role you know what I'd give it a watch fair enough I'd give it a watch and see how it plays out but yeah, one of the things like I told my wife about it the other day is about like Paul Rudd playing Hoover, and I mean he he's timeless, he's ageless, yeah, for some reason that defies logic. Yep. And um, and if anything, if he makes the movie, at least he gets to go on Conan O'Brien and play that that prank that he plays on Conan O'Brien all the time. I would love, I would watch the pre- the previews of those just for that. Exactly. I mean, who? I mean, he plays the scene for Mac and Me. I love it. Mac and Me. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love Mac and Me, and that's the clip he plays every time he goes on one do, of those shows. Do you ever think that there may be a re, a remake of Mac and Me starring Paul Rudd? Because I would pay to watch that. I would pay to watch that. I don't. I, I don't think we'll get that, but I would pay to watch that. <laughs> Neither that, or I've 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 always heard like someone say like they should throw Mac and Me in the background of like the next Ant Man or something like that, just for just for shits and giggles. You <laughs> that know, would, that would be funny. But yeah, but I think the it's like the longest running gag on television, and I think Conan's to a point where like he expects it to happen, but right. he's never truly prepared for it to really happen. But I don't, 
what was it? I read somebody the other day who says like basically like when Conan O'Brien dies, like Paul Rudd needs to play this at his funeral. You know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway. It, it would only be fitting, you know. Yeah. It'd be disrespectful not to for yeah. Paul Rudd. All right, Dare, we're gonna do your final pitch. Let's say people haven't grown up with Jaws and they've grown up with the Sharknados and all the other sci-fi original shark movies. They don't like shark movies, so they don't want to give Jaws a chance. Mm. Final argument of why you got to give Jaws that chance. It's funny you say that actually happened um, a couple of years ago. Um, one of the guys who used to be in my old show, um, his name was Matt. He had never seen Jaws, never been interested in seeing it. He thought it was always going to be like this cheesy B-movie thing, right? So um, we brought him over to our house and over to my house in the theater room, and we pitched it to him. We basically said, look, it's Spielberg, early Spielberg. Like he was still figuring out what was, you know, what, how it all worked and stuff like that. And he was basically created this masterpiece out of pure chaos and i still think that's also a part of the i think it's also part of why how a jeff goldblum's character in jesse park got the chaos theory i think it like plays a little bit from spielberg's ptsd for making jaws but i think basically if you want to pitch it to someone pitch it as it's the ultimate monster movie where the monster isn't driven by a, a, a dastardly plan it isn't driven by um a, a, a wronged a wrongful you know some, someone who wronged him in his past it's a it's a it's a it's a living creature that has that knows only to do two things and that's swim and eat and make sharks you know and i think that's one you cannot fight you cannot reason with it you cannot the movie itself the last hour alone is some probably some of the most entertaining character character driven entertainment that you get you don't even see that kind of thing in movies anymore in a space of an hour an hour and 10 minutes you learn why quince is the way he is yep. you learn why brody has to overcome his fear of the water and you realize that richard dreyfus being an oceanographer is participating in probably a, a, a historic event of a shark of that size behaving in the way that it does and I, I think that in itself is worth a watch or at least committing to an hour and 45 minutes of your life. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if you haven't seen Jaws, you got to watch it. I mean, Jaws is classic. Yeah. There's nothing really more to say. If you haven't seen Jaws, get on it. I, I don't even know what it is on the top in the top IMDb 100. Do you know what it is? I no, I don't. I don't. I know at one point Shawshank was number one. Has it ever been it. removed? Has it ever been removed from number one? I'm not positive. I, I know Shawshank was number one one time I checked, but I don't. I don't I haven't checked in a while. That's a movie that I need to watch again. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh yeah, that's so. pro- Shawshank's my number two all time. Is that? Did you watch yeah. the Honest trailer for it the other day? No. They yeah, put an Honest uh, trailer out on Shawshank. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's an Honest trailer for Shawshank came out last week. Um, oh. My wife is one of. It's one of her favorite movies, and she watched it. We had a oh, dude, we were the last part you know, where they do the starring bit, yeah. Uh, that did we the last part, uh, where he's standing in the rain and the rain's coming down. What they say for that, me and my wife were literally crying, laughing. <laughs> I, I mean, might, like, like, become... like hurt the gut laughing. Oh, yes, so. I'm checking that out. I love honest trailers, I didn't know they put one out, so yeah. Do, do you want to hear a quick, real fast, a quick Shawshank story? Okay, I, I promise I'll make it real quick. So I've known my wife now for over 10 years. We, we've, you know, we've dated, we've been married a while. I've always loved the original version of Shawshank. Like, you know, I saw it on in theaters. I saw it on DVD and so forth and so forth. 
my wife loves the movie, but she'd only ever seen it on TV, on TNT or TBS. Oh, right. <laughs> so I say, hey, we're going to watch, you know, I put it on, on the TV. I said, we're going to watch Shawshank tonight. Oh, I love that movie, no problem. And I show her the version of Shawshank, but 99% of the other watch the world has watched. And she was like, I don't remember that. Oh God, you know, and, <laughs> oh, it was, it was absolutely one of the most uh, delightful movie going experiences I've ever had in my life. My wife just completely like, like the gang rapes and the, yeah, you know, and all that she had, she had never even seen that on the TBS version and her head just exploded. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's one of my favorite memories of Shawshank. Yeah, that is, that's pretty good. All right, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Why don't you tell right. everyone where they can find you? Oh, great. Yes, you can find us at the DerekDevallShow.com and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We're still working on our Instagram, so bear with us. But you can find us on, on Twitter at DerekDevallShow. All right, and as always, you can follow the show at YNF Movie Pod. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Available wherever you get your podcast. And I'll be back next week with a new guest and a different movie. And who knows, maybe that will become your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time.